Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336. This is Birdland, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your dearly sung host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh. This is Birdland. Yeah, I was just hearing that. So I would listen to the lyrics of her song, and it just kept on saying this is Birdland, so I just threw Yeah, you know... The Orioles should run with This Is Birdland. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like something they should go with. Yeah, it's a good suggestion, Josh. All right. We'll go with that. All right. Everyone should go to Birdland Sports also and check out the new shirts. Sure. This is Birdland. All right. We got some... uh, Listen, sorry, Orioles fans. We're going to talk about some Ravens today. We got to get to it. A little errand of grievances. Yeah, I'm distraught. Maybe we can draw some comparisons to the... Orioles season, the Ravens season, and it, look at into the future as well. Yeah, yeah they Both ended similarly. Franchises. Yeah, um, and then I don't know. Um, we can we can get into some personal stuff if you want. I got a new cell, cell, cellular device that's causing me all I, kinds of, of you know. I went strife. I went on a trip this weekend. I was okay. in Washington D.C. Not sure. Oh if you yeah, that. yeah, that, that's right. So yeah, so we can talk. We can talk some non-sports stuff as well. Yeah, Josh travels back to Maryland for playoff games and caravans. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about your experiences. Yeah, as I did not go to the <laughs> caravan or the playoff game. Or the playoff game. Set up? I went to D.C. I never went into Maryland. Spent some time in Virginia okay. and some time in D.C. Okay. No no Maryland for me on this trip. Okay. You, you – repping the nationals go walgreens no 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 i was repping the ravens and it was nice i saw lots of people in washington repping the ravens well i guess they're a little beat down with their uh defenders or whatever commanders yeah so yeah i'll tell you you know what i did do is i believe did we talk on the podcast last week about how i would be flying home during the Ravens game. Yeah, you talked about using Wi-Fi, watching the game on the plane. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? That nightmare. Uh, American Airlines sucks. We'll just start with that. Might okay. never fly them again. Okay. Uh, oh, you know I'm a frontier spirit kind of guy, so I like yeah. to hear you say that. Yeah. Okay. A, a two and a half hour delay on my flight up to D.C. An hour and a half delay on my flight back from D.C. Mm. So, but... I don't I, understand flight delays in 2024, but that's a whole other discussion. I really I, don't understand it. You got a bunch of planes. Figure out how to do the logistics and don't delay every flight. There's right. way too many flight delays. I don't no, really understand. I and I swear I I'm sure that every single delay is because a person screwed up. Right. I assume it's someone overslept or someone didn't show up for work. That's what I always assume it is. But or or someone had a little bit too much to drink before. Yeah, it's up. not like like one time when I fly from Macon Contour Airlines, they literally have one plane. So I get it. If the plane doesn't work or whatever, I get it. There's one plane. But like a, a large airline, and it's not like you're the first person to experience delays. They happen every day, all the time. 
Yeah, I, I just I, don't really get it. I don't really I don't, get why. No, I think it's a, it's a little trickle down effect. Like if there's one car accident, it it right. spreads to all these others. Right, because uh, everything is so you know efficient. Right, but yeah. I feel like it's 2024. Uh, put Elon Musk in charge of it or something, and let's get these things all talking to each other. If like, Taylor Swift can make it from China to the Super Bowl in three hours, like they're saying she's able to, well, then and surely you can get on a flight without a without Yeah, a if, you, if you got the right amount of money. Yeah. I, oh, that, yeah. Oh, that, that's what it is. That's it's what it is. the money. Okay. Um, of course, yeah, of course, it's a whole bunch of 18 and 19-year-old girls doing the math to make sure she can get from Tokyo to Las Vegas uh, yeah. for their what? TikToks and all. But anyway. Anyway, I mean, what I, I, did, mean I guess. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway, I'm going to go conspiracy theory on you. But I'm, I'm going to let it go. We can do conspiracy theory later. Yeah, we can do it later. Uh, so what I did is I changed my flight up. Because the other thing I did is I looked at my flight. I checked into my 3 o'clock flight on Sunday and saw that it was completely full. That I didn't want to pay American Airlines to choose my seat but because of that they put my wife and i both in middle seats on different sections of the plane front and back and then they had a long wait list as well so the plane was just going to suck because it was going to be packed so i changed my flight to 8 a.m in the morning still got the hour and a half flight delay yeah but it got me back in florida i think around 11 30 okay uh, which gave me plenty of time to come home, drop my bags off, and then I went down to Dad's place. Okay. Surprised. Did not tell them I was coming. Knocked on the door about 20 minutes before k- kickoff for a nice surprise to watch the game with him. Yeah, I assume you guys were together because there weren't a lot of texts flying back and forth, so I assume you guys were together. I didn't really yeah, ask. It was also a frustrating game, so it's like not like we, any of us wanted to talk about it. Yeah, that's how I am. I don't want to. I don't go on Twitter. I don't go on anything. I just kind of stew in my in my frustrations uh, until now, and so now we can, right, we can talk about it's like yeah, exactly. Because how do you talk about it while the game's going on? While really, what you're watching is not your team getting blown out, not the refs completely screwing your team. You're seeing your team kill themselves over and over and over again. No matter how many times this defense gave the offense a chance, the offense would find a way to screw it up. Mm. So I've got theories on why, but what's your big takeaway from the game? That was my big takeaway. Okay. Big picture, big picture, Josh. Like it just made me think sports are insane because you could have, and the Ravens had the best team in the NFL. I don't, yes. I don't think it's even debatable. Sure. Um, whoever's going to, you know, whether it was the 49ers or Lions in the World Series, we crushed both those teams. We've been crushing teams left and right. But for one hour, for one hour on Sunday from about three to four, we weren't very good. And it totally blew our minds. It totally blew our coaching staff's minds. It totally blew our players' minds that somehow for an hour. And so you play, I mean, this is a freaking, I don't know how long the season, 17-week season, 18 weeks, 17 games. You were the best team in the NFL. Right. You play your heart out. You look great in the playoffs. You're the favorites to get to the Super Bowl. You're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. You got the MVP. And for one hour, for one hour, you just don't play very well. 
and it blows up the whole thing. And no one knows how to play anymore after that, after you get behind by, not behind by 30. If you would turn in the second half, you would have thought the way we were playing, coaching and yes. players, we were behind by 30 points. That's what you would have thought. And yeah. the frustrating thing is, Josh, and I'll end with this, it seemed like this year there was like a whole conspiracy supporting the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I mean, There was every, until the Everyone in the came. AFC North – um, Burrow hurt, Watson hurt, Steelers yes. going through re- through the, the rebuild. You take a larger look at the AFC. Um, the Chargers were supposed to be good. They weren't. The Jaguars were supposed to be good. They, they, they weren't. Even the the Patriots, I mean, the Bills up and down season all year. They're supposed the, to be down. Well, even, even the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Up and down. This is their down year. Yeah, this is the worst they've been in the past few years. This was the year to get them. Yes. And so all of it was lining up that this is – I mean, the Chiefs, I think, will be better next year, honestly. They'll get some receivers in there. This was – everything was building for kind of this year. And it's also a reminder that um, you kind of feel like the Dodgers, right, who win, you know, the best team in the National League and then all of a sudden can't get out of the first round. You, you, you also feel like, you know, how many more chances – how many more times, Josh, are the Ravens going to go into the playoffs – as the best team in the NFL. I didn't have some other playoff appearances. Well, this but is the everything's first, set up like this. This it is the first happen time every year. First time we've ever hosted the AFC championship yeah. game. So that tells yeah. you how often it happens. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson going into what is it, fifth or sixth year? Yeah. Like he's no longer a rookie. He's seasoned enough. This is his time. We have Zay, all the right weapons. Zay flowers and flowers. Look, looks like our first legit, like homegrown wide receiver. Yeah, our, our defense is, as we mentioned, playing in your mind. And I, I agree with you, Josh. This was, and I have a lot of thoughts on the game. Now you get me riled I, up. That it was, you know, you talk about who I won thought, the game, who lost the game. Clearly, Casey didn't win the game as much as the Ravens lost the game. Totally. I think uh, my big takeaways are the defense, after the first quarter, the defense settled down and the defense played outstanding. To the point that there were multiple times in this game where I said, oh, the game's over. And shoot, but then the defense goes three and out, four and out, and gets the ball right back to the offense. And I'm like, oh, we've got a chance again. And the offense blows it again. I I want to put a lot of this on Lamar. I think Lamar was a little amped up. We saw Lamar overthrowing guys by five, six feet on every pass. So I I want to say Lamar was a little hyped up, a little pressure on Lamar, and it was coming out in long throws. But we are one of the top running teams in the NFL, and we barely ran the ball. And I get the whole concept of you run the ball more when you're ahead, but we got the ball so much. We had plenty of opportunities. We were never out of the game. So there was no reason to just not run the ball at all. Yeah, I think something that makes Lamar successful is the fact that he can run, the fact that he's, we got a strong running game, one of the strongest run, run, running games in the NFL. This all builds into his strength. This is what's made the play action work. But that second half, I'm telling you, we were down by 10. We act like we're down by 30. Yeah. The coaching staff lost their minds. And I think if people are saying, oh, this and this is about Lamar – I think this is like a, almost like a typical Lamar game in the sense that I feel like Lamar every so often makes a little knucklehead play. This happens. Yes. I, I think it's more on 
they expected uh, Lamar to drop back every single time and pass it, and they totally banned the the, the run game. I'll tell you, I mean, Josh, here are the stats. Just I real just quick. It up. Gus Edwards got three carries. Yeah. And he got 20 yards in those three carries. Like three carries in the game for Gus. Th- this was, I think, the 29th ranked run defense for for the. Uh, I, just I was you? yelling the week before that the Bills gave up on the run in the fourth quarter. Like, what are the Bills doing? And now I see my own team doing it. It's like we we were behind and we seriously lost our minds, and the players lost their mind too. There was a sense of panic among the players, right? Like that they yes. they all had to to make the big play and score 20 points in one play. We were just down by 10. Oh, it was so like mind-boggling to watch in, in real time. Like we pass again, we pass again, we pass again. Yeah. We run one time and we get 10 yards. Pass again, pass again, pass again, pass again. Yeah, it was no, just, three, it was three carries for Gus, two for Flowers, three for Hill. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's bonkers. Doesn't um, make any sense. Well, and, and it it showed like the Ravens were expecting maybe the Chiefs to score every time. Like I wonder if you could go back and say, you know, look at how the Ravens shut down the Chiefs' offense. You had time. You had time you to had score. Time. You, you. I mean, there was no need to rush because you have a great defense. Even in the first half where the Chiefs are driving, I put that on not bad defense. I mean, just Mahomes made and no. Kelsey made some great plays. That was and that's going to happen when you play yeah. a great quarterback. They make and, great plays and a tired defense because that was like two stretches of like nine minute stretches that we we gave them, and then. The offense would just flip it, the ball right back over there. It was poor play calling all over the place. Yeah, and when and you're this- playing the AFC Championship, you can't go into it with a with that mindset. I think the epitome of that mindset was at one point it was fourth and like one, which is a classic. All right, QB sneak, no problem. Just Lamar holds it, and we and we go. Instead, we tried some little trick screen pass. Yeah, and it worked, but it was the epitome of. We are keeping Lamar in shotgun situation the entire game and just right. kind of throw, throw, throw. And I we're don't know if it's a, points, we're going to score 100 points, even though our offense is all year. Right, right. Suddenly, in the AFC Championship, we need to prove that Lamar's a passing quarterback. It makes yeah. no sense. Well, in, in their defense, I guess, the Ravens have never played behind. And so, clearly... They did not know how to play behind for an extended period of time, and clearly they had no not idea good. what to do. I mean, I, I don't think their plan was if, if if they were scheming it up, right, Josh, pre-game. Yes. I don't think their plan was to give their running back six carries and for Lamar to drop back thirty-seven times. That's not what you draw up. <laughs> no, but and but that's, then, but that's what they called constantly, right? And they right. had they they panicked and the they game. lost their minds. That's right. all that happened. Yeah, a ten-point game, and they thought the game was over. Yeah, people say Lamar choked. Our coaching staff choked, right? Yeah. Munkin choked. Yes. Harbaugh choked. That's who choked. Yeah. Um, no, not was, Lamar. Now, th- did Lamar make a couple, you know, dumb plays? There's two in particular, a fumble and and that stupid intercept, interception. Well, the, the, three fumble, guys there. the fumble, he was blindsided. There was okay. no way he, he held the ball too long. He should have ran. He held the ball too long. He well, ran. he held the ball too long often. Right. And there was opportunities to run and he didn't take it. Yes. Um, it was just it was it was it was really it was frustrating. frustrating. And despite all that stuff, we still had chances to win the game. Um, but for it was me, frustrating because the, it the did blame not look like Ravens football. Yeah, we, we totally abandoned what we were all year because of a bad one hour. <laughs> we had a bad one hour. It's like we just threw everything out the window right. and said, Oh, let, let, let's be a different, a totally different 
being. We, yep. we didn't even get like our tight ends involved. There was very few Andrews unlikely no. involved. It was just weird. Right. I thought we'd see likely and Andrew on the field together. We'd see a little package with that. Never. Um, it made I no mean, sense. All, all the, I mean, we, we, I, I, would, I don't know what the stats are. I feel like this year we've been a really a, a kind of on defense, a veteran and disciplined team um, on offense too, pretty disciplined. Uh, what do we have Four per, per, personal fouls? What, what is yeah. that? What, what, well, what was this? Dave Flowers throwing the football intimidation. Somehow, what, what, what was the was it Van Noy who, think, who got into Kelsey's face? Like, what was that? I think there was hype around this game, not because it was the AFC Championship, but hey, we're gonna punch him in the mouth. Yeah. Oh, we're and gonna, we punched and, Mahomes in the mouth. Mahomes got beat up this game. Oh, and we did, and oh, we came in with the hard hits. The problem is when you come in that way. There's some ways. Sometimes you're not gonna. Uh, you got to play it a little softer, especially when. We all went into this knowing, hey, the refs protect the Chiefs. The refs, we've got this horror. We know that the guy that got assigned as the main ref has a habit of protecting the Chiefs and that the off the defense uh, away team always does better when he's the ref. That's all stuff where it's like, yeah, I know Kelsey's getting away with all this taunting all game and, and starting things up. We can't buy into it. We can't bite, and we had, did multiple times. I mean, there's some stupid stuff like like that play near the end where uh, Smith ran offside and pushed the guy. Yeah, that was a smart play, right? Except, except they put he just they get made it unnecessary roughness. Yeah, which is stupid because you see that happen accidental all the time. Come in like that with missed timing. Yeah, that's a dumb call by the ref. But no, I don't. I don't know. There's, but there's, he came in harder than he needed to. Did did, did Roquan Smith? Did he do that on purpose? I think so. Right. So right, which means <laughs> it's you, right, exactly. when you do yeah. it on purpose, there's no need to hit that hard. And the refs kind of, I think, now, knew knew that too. Yeah. yeah. And that, that now, what's really frustrating is the taunting play, because it's it's been very clear if you spin the football or throw the football down. That, or, that stand over defender, or, or stand, stand over defender. So there he, he that was like three different things. levels of taunting. And the frustrating thing is, sorry, Flowers, if you would have not taunted there and just played football, you wouldn't have fumbled it because you would not have been in a position that you need to dive for the end zone because you would have yeah. been at the 10 yard line already. Yeah. Uh, but I'll say two things about that. One, the Zay Flowers taunting was was dumb and not in character. That's we watched Dave Flowers no, all year. That's He's what I'm never saying. Done it was like that. It was like the way they hyped each other up was yeah. was like a fight. Like we're taking down the bully. Well, it was also the crowd. You mentioned first AFC home yeah. game, bringing in everybody. Yeah, Josh, everybody came in. Everybody yes. came in. But the football team wasn't outside drinking with everyone else. It's not like they were getting all. Yeah, but rowdy. they were bringing them out throughout the game, hyping the crowd up. I know. I saw Suggs mid mid play, basically. And I was getting hyped up. You don't think the players game. getting hyped up with that? No, I get that. But being hyped up is different than losing it and causing penalties and killing yourself. Yeah, the and Ravens the, killed themselves. Yeah, and the travel, the Travis Kelsey taunting thing. I mean, he is he is a master at knowing how far to push it and to stop. get a response and yes. not to get a penalty himself. And he is. And he yeah, also right. knows, he also knows that the cameras are always on him, which means he can easily, if he pushes it a little bit, your response is going to get caught up immediately and yeah. you're going to get caught. You can't get away with anything. Right. But this is textbook. You know, the second guy gets in yes. trouble, but, 
But yes. with with Travis Kelsey, and he is, in my mind, um, uh, I hate him. I think he's the biggest jerk in the NFL. And yeah. I hope the Chiefs lose in the Super Bowl by 30 points just because of Travis Kelsey. I just I can't I stand am looking forward to the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey breakup. So that it all turns on to anger towards Travis Kelsey. Okay. Instead of so you're gonna break. be you're gonna be mad when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and he gets down on one knee in and the confetti as they're celebrating and proposes. You're, you're, that, that that will upset you. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. to me, he is he is the embodiment of like we all have that person in high school who just was like popular, really talented, but also knew it and was a jerk about it. Oh, he just found ways to get under everybody's skin. He's just, I just can't stand the dude. I just can't stand him. But that's because um, you don't like his Pfizer commercials. Yeah, I don't, I don't even care about the commercials. I don't even, I don't even. You, did you notice during that game? He acts after every freaking catch. Did you notice on, during that game? Pretty much every commercial break had a commercial in it that had a member of the Chiefs. Yeah, Mahomes has a lot of commercials. Mahomes has a lot of commercials, and Kelsey's got a lot of commercials. Yeah. But and 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 to Mahomes, um, and well, real quick before we get to Mahomes, there's too much going on here. But the Zay Flowers fumble, I'm going to go on record, and, and people may not agree with me. I think that's a good football play. I think you see the end zone, you dive for it. He had two hands no, on the football. I, I mean, stuff. Other teams make plays, and bad stuff happens sometimes. But I like my guy. I don't want. Well, why didn't you just slide down at the one yard line? You go for a touchdown, you get a touchdown. He had two hands on the ball. It was unfortunate, kind of just an unlucky. Play and the no, I agree. Made a nice play, but I, a, I like the Zay Flowers gutsy diving in there. No, I agree. It was a football play. It's what you see all the time, and normally, that's why we no one freaked out immediately with it because from the angle, it just looked like oh, he dove and hit the ground, and the ball popped out. We see that all the time. Yeah, I just saw a lot but of hate. It was Zay great, about that play. It was no, it was. I didn't see. I don't know. No hate my way because okay, I, I I thought it was a good move. I'm all I'm all good with it. Here's my rankings for who to blame for the game. And let me know if you agree with these rankings. Oh, and I want before I go into my rankings, one quick note. Um, because everyone's gonna praise Mahomes and bash Lamar and draw this distinction. And I have nothing against Mahomes. I think he's a great quarterback, but Mahomes didn't play great this game. I didn't think Mahomes no. Like Mahomes did nothing that said, "Oh wow, he's a superstar." No, I mean Mahomes threw. I was surprised to see he threw about thirty-nine times, and only had two two hundred forty yards. Um, he didn't. I didn't think Mahomes like was not the hero here. He just didn't do anything, and the Ravens didn't do anything either, and they just held the lead. So, but whatever. I get it. Mahomes is going to be in the Super Bowl again, like he is every year, um, and Lamar's not. So I get I get the discussion. Yeah. Um, but my blame is. One, and, and f- this is to me at the top of the list by far, coaching. And then a drop down is Lamar. And then my third thing is on Ravens players for their dumb penalties. My fourth is on the refs. There's a couple of pass interference calls, not, not just the interception. There was one before that on, on uh, that final drive where um, a guy was held. Um, so, so those are my four, coaching, Lamar, dumb penalties, and the refs. That's kind of where I stand on who's to blame for that game. And again, it's unfortunate because this was our year. We don't know how many times this is going to all the stars will line up like this where we're the best team. Um, we need a freaking baseball best out of seven series because we'll win a best out of seven series all day against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. It's just it didn't problem, go our way for an hour and we lost our minds. Well, we did. We did. We lost. Uh, if you took it best out of four, we had four quarters. 
we lost the four, the first quarter, and we never had it. We never came back. Yeah, because uh, we stopped uh, yeah. playing. Like because right because we didn't play Ravens football. We played something else on the offense. The defense was out. I was very happy with the defense. Defense played Ravens football. Defense was great. A couple uh, of dumb penalties is the only thing I'll knock. Yeah, the just the one Smith defense. penalty where. Oh, not just the fit. There was the Benoit to when he. Pushed oh yeah, Benoit, him. Benoit as well. And then, and then there was the Clowny, and Clowny did like head. he lowered the he helmet lowered a little bit. You yep. can't do that if you just push him, you're good. It's just the lowering right. the helmet is where we got exactly. Going. Yep, I totally agree. Yeah, but I thought we got. I mean, Mahomes is so good about not 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 getting sacked. Um, I and mean, I think we sacked him maybe once, but we were putting pre- pressure on him all day. Yep, constant and pressure. I, um, and I. Even those catches by Kelsey when Hamilton was covering him, like in that touchdown, for example, Hamilton was playing good defense. He just, I mean, Kelsey's a good player. It happens. Yep. Uh, so I, I couldn't even watch. After that, I couldn't even watch the the, the Lions yeah, and the 49ers. Yeah, me either. Um, and maybe I'll I'll get over my depression about Super Bowl. But the whole time I'm going to be thinking how it should be the Ravens in there and how they could be crushing whatever team is in there. It's just really uh, unfortunate. I know, and the sad part is, it's, I don't think the 49ers have it in them to beat the uh, to beat the Chiefs. So, I think it's, it's going to be close. I, I don't think either team is great. Um, but we'll yeah, we I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, good news is pitchers and catchers report in like 17 days or something like that. Yeah. How, how do you, Josh? How do you think? Um, I mean, we now have two franchises. The Ravens, the Orioles, who both lost in the playoffs. Oh, you want to? Right, let's stay on the negativity, okay? Yeah. Um, um, how how do you feel about? All right. I mean, it's certainly very different feelings. It's very, after each losses, right? Mm, no, it's kind of similar. Uh, okay. Well, no, a little different. Uh, here's what I'll say: They are both. Uh, they both played. Here's the difference: The Orioles got there early. The Ravens, I would say, got there a little late. The Ravens uh, or got there right on time. The Ravens are still a young team, but it's five years in with Lamar for him to get us to this point where the, the Orioles got there with Adley on his second year. Uh, I'd say that I feel the same as they both disappointed and they both played differently in the postseason than they had been playing all year. And then, but I also, for both teams, I feel hopeful for the next season. And I feel like it's a new start and a new dynasty with both of these teams. Is yeah. how I feel going in. Like I'm disappointed, but I was, I'm totally disappointed in the Ravens the next day. It still sucks and still stings. But the Orioles, that stung for like a week or two, a couple weeks. Um, so they both hurt. I'm just glad we get to move on to baseball and it's just cool that we have two teams that are relevant in postseason ball. I just want more. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And I guess for, for, for me, I'm excited that the Orioles are relevant in postseason ball, but the Ravens, they've been relevant in postseason balls their whole life, right? Like I'm, I'm kind of done with that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm at I'm at Super Bowl or bust kind of with, with the Ravens and especially yeah, like with, with the Orioles. Um, I, I never thought the Orioles were far and away the best team in baseball. Um, I felt like that way with the Ravens, and I yeah. felt like it was all adding up. Like I 
I, I was super confident in the Ravens to make this. Oh, like, I, I lost. I, I lost all my betting money on Sunday yeah. because I was so confident that every app I had money in went on to the Ravens. Yeah, and this is why I don't bet. Um, it was a good reminder of yeah. for me why why I don't bet because I would have put all my money on the Ravens too. Um, but it, uh, but be that as it may, the Ravens. Um, I mean, I, I even marked on my calendar. Like I had, I don't put things on my calendar unless like they're going to happen. And I was put in my calendar, go to St. Augustine um, in two weeks to watch Super Bowl. Like, it was on, and then I have to go and uh, de- uh, de- delete it from the calendar. See, see, I'm not that's going the problem. To you put it on the calendar. Yeah, so maybe that's on me. You caused it. Kelly was asking me, what's Matt's plans for coming down? I said, we don't talk about it until Monday. Yeah. I'm not I, I just see, I'm I marked not on the calendar. Um, but... And so, and with the Ravens too, I feel like with the NFL, the nature of the NFL is every year is different, right? right. Next year, True. the Steelers could win 14 games and it wouldn't shock me, right? Just because the NFL is crazy and the salary right, cap, the and, you know, yeah, you have parity. Um, and so I think the Ravens are going to be good, but they're also a lot of free agents and they're going to be a bunch of salary issues um, where the Orioles don't have to kind of figure out all that salary cap. There's not parity. Good teams are good, bad teams are bad pretty much every year with baseball. Um, and so uh, going forward, I almost now like what kind of an interesting bet, Josh, what happens first, the Ravens make a Super Bowl or the Orioles make a World Series? Like what would you have more confidence in, the Ravens making a Super mm-hmm. Bowl or the Orioles, Orioles making a World Series going forward? Think about that. While you think about that, Josh, my feelings on, I feel like when the Orioles lost in the playoffs, I agree with you in that, the similarities are the um, national audience who was watching the game didn't get an accurate picture of who the teams were. Like, I, if you watch that Ravens game, I don't think you got an accurate picture of who the Ravens were all year. And if you watch the Orioles in the playoffs, especially with that starting pitching, you didn't get an accurate picture of who the Orioles were all year, right? Um, and so I felt a little short change in that they didn't play like they – I played all year, which was frustrating on both ends. But with the Orioles, I didn't last year. I was hoping they win the World Series, but I wasn't super confident. And so I was excited that they right. got in the playoffs. I was excited to go to playoff games. I wish they ended differently. I was depressed at the end, but it wasn't like I was expecting it. And now they didn't. And I'm just kind of, I wasn't shocked. Like I wasn't, well, I didn't walk away from the playoffs shocked. Whereas the Ravens, I'm shocked that they lost. And I'm kind of, I'm feeling like that with the Ravens. So, so different feeling. Um, but the future is definitely bright with the Orioles. And I think it's bright with the Ravens. They're going to have to handle a bunch of salary. I mean, if you look at the free agency list, everyone's a free agent. So they're going to have to handle that. Yep. Um, yeah. Where the Orioles, no one's a free agent for the next five years. No. No one no. who matters, at least. Right, right. I do. Yeah, I do. I would. You asked me who's going to win a championship first. The Orioles well, I, the I didn't say win it. I just said get there. Yeah, yeah. Yo, get there. Then I would say the Orioles. My, my, I would bet money on the Orioles. That's wild. I know it is, but you would probably pick the same thing. I mean, right now, it's. I find it wild that MLB.com is projecting the Orioles to get there this year. Yeah. But a lot of so, people have the Ravens there to get there next year. Sure, but like you said, football, things change. And yeah, really the probably. Orioles are set. I know what the Orioles are going to look like for the next five years. And that's crazy to me. And especially when, like, I have confidence in the guys who are coming up for the next five years. 
is just a crazy place to be as a sports fan. Did you see the Detroit Tigers locked up one of their rookie, one of their prospects for us with a six year contract? No, with three, with this guy is uh, basically Jackson Holiday, Holiday territory. He's going to okay. make their his debut. He has not debuted with the Tigers yet. Oh, he hasn't. Oh, he, wow. He's going to debut this year, probably opening day. They signed him to a six year contract with three team options on top of that. They locked him up before he even made his showcase in MLB. That's yeah, how is that even locking him up? I mean, it's, so, it's, it's buying out arbitration is what it's right. Like, like the, the, those are that you would have for six years. Anyway, you just handle no, no, no. contracts up beforehand, but you've got the three year options. So you turn that six year into nine years. Okay. Oh, and those and are just club options. Those are club options locked in at like 10 million, 11 million and 12 million. Oh, that's interesting. So, on your because pre-arbitration you make no money right you make no money right in terms of you right. make a lot more money than, than i make as a professor right. at Mercer, but you make no money in real terms so, so they're right. probably paying him money more now yes and then to make up for it you have all these team option years which are and then, probably yeah really and then they're friendly. saying right and then they're saying for that year seven eight nine hey we're paying you 10 11 12 million when really on the open market you might get 20 a year Right, so it's it's, it's but it's good, because, but but if it doesn't work out, the team option is you don't give it to them. Six right, six years, then you're done. Yeah, that's a really but interesting contract. It's yeah. really interesting because I like I feel like it's the next level of what we saw the Braves doing and stuff with locking guys up younger. And I, it's something we're always talking about how we wish the Orioles would do stuff like this. It's an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, if I'm I'm just thinking right now, if I'm Jackson Holiday, what's he nineteen or twenty? And I think he just turned 20, just turned 20. And you offer me a lot more money, like millions of dollars now, maybe two, $3 million now when I'd be making maybe a hundred thousand dollars. So you're giving, you're making me a millionaire overnight. And the cost is I may have to stay an extra two years and make 10 million or 15 million when I could be making 30 million. But the reward is I get it all up front. I get some more money up front. Um, it's just, I could see from a player's vantage point, I mean, from the team, if, if he turns out to be really good, it makes right. sense from a player's rare point. There's just such security there because he's got that guaranteed six years or whatever. Jackson right. holiday doesn't have six years guaranteed. Like what if Jackson holiday, I don't know, something happens to him and he blows out his arm or something. Or what if he just gets to the majors and sucks? Yeah. Um, so I, so I, is, I, I, I hope and I, I assume Mike Elias is exploring all these options. That's an interesting. So. I didn't know about that deal. That seems pretty interesting. I hope Elias is exploring all that stuff. I hope so. I hope now he's looking at some starting pitching. But yeah, I hope we're looking at those options as well. Um, I saw. I did you watch Gunnar Henderson's Rookie of the Year thank you speech? I did. I did. It was about uh, two minutes or three minutes. Yeah, I fell nice, asleep halfway through, but then I woke nice up classy, for the end. Nice classy speech. But he yeah. thanked the Boris Corporation, which then reminded me that oh, he's a Scott Boris, yeah, person. Though, just such a like nice, sweet kid, right? right. <laughs> just, just uh, like, no, like, like kind of boring, but like super boring, nice. But it's and like sweet. yeah, it's like yeah, totally. Like a yes like sir. The, yeah, he's like, he's like the, the kind of kid that I want Silas to find in first grade to be friends with. Like, give me a sweet kid like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, for my son to be friends with. You know, yeah. I saw. Let alone the baseball stuff. All right, so um, 
my little league is starting up. I have the draft on Thursday. All right. I just you signed know. up to coach in this spring. So I'm in. All right, good. You know, uh, so I get to go and pick uh pick the eleven year olds or ten year olds, whatever age group I'm at now. Anyway, because I think I've been Google and Little League stuff, my TikTok feed is like little league coaching advice and stuff. And oh, it's yeah. pretty cool. So I was watching a video though today that talked about how when you want to draft these little league kids, what everyone overlooks is character. And character because character can take you further than raw talent at this age because you're teaching them and trying to tune them and train them into the type of men you want to be on the ball field. Right. And I think with Gunnar Henderson, that's exactly what you see is the character there. Yeah, he's got all the intangibles and he's got all of the tangibles. He can throw the ball hard. He can play the position. But the character that we see when he does stuff like that rookie of the year speech is what makes him like you're like, I want my kid to idolize him. Like, yeah, yeah. Look up to Gunnar Henderson. Don't look up to as we were kids and it was look up to Derek Jeter. And then you see everything he's or Alex Rodriguez, even worse. Or Wanda and, Franco, even worse. Yeah, Wanda <laughs> Franco. Okay. <laughs> now you're taking a little far. But yeah, like, um, it's just, it's cool that we can look and see, all right, well, he's also a, he's an outstanding ball player. He's rookie of the year. He'll be in the MVP discussion again next year. And he's a good person. You think the Orioles, how much does good character play into their draft selection? Because if you look at their drafts, Josh, yeah, it's, it's I mean, Adley Rutschman, um, I, I think Jack it's holiday. No, I, that's what um, I'm saying. I think Kerstat, I even think Ricky Bradfield, looks at. Who, yeah, even in Ricky Bradfield, who I got to meet briefly and he signed for my son, seemed like a, a really good guy. Yeah. And you hear the um, same things about Basalo, the catcher? Yeah. Yeah, Sammy Basalo. And um yeah, for the most part. And have we had I can only think of one jerk off the top of my head in the minors for the Orioles. Who, who's the minor and who's the jerk? Okay, this I'm this I'm hearing stuff secondhand, Josh, right, not even primary. Right, me, I don't care. I want to hear who your jerk is. I don't is. even know if he's still because, with the organization. Because I've had good conversations with Vespi and DL Hall. Yes. So I know there's all these good guys in there. So who's the jerk? I, I've heard. Tomero's kid isn't in the organization anymore. No, no. And maybe this guy, I mean, this guy was there last year. I think he's been a boy for a while, but just like I, I, he, and here's my, I would just be transparent. I got a, um, I got a friend who's super into autographs, right? He does this and like this kid, this guy won't sign for anyone. It could be a, 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 a nice seven-year-old kid there who it's his favorite player. And he won't All sign right. for him. Who is it? Uh, it's a guy named Zach Watson. I don't know if you've heard the name Zach Watson. No, I don't even know plays who Zach Bowie. Watson is. Hey, he plays at Bowie. It's a center fielder, outfielder. Um, anyway, I've heard he's just been not nice about the signing autographs. But may, maybe he's not confident in his signature or something. It could be a lot of reasons. Yeah, maybe um, he can't read. Yeah, it could, it could be. Right. I, don't know. I don't know. But but yeah, it, it does seem like all the guys that Michael Ice drafts, at least the top of the draft, um, are really good quality people, and I don't know. Like you do interviews and stuff, so you have you have some you have some idea of that. I mean, Adley Rutschman is, let's be honest, he was a slam dunk to take number one. Yeah. Um. So 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 maybe that's not fair, but certainly Jackson Holiday was not a slam dunk. Um. And Gunnar Henderson wasn't even a Elias draft, right? I think that that goes back to am I right? That goes back to Daniel Cat. I always forget that. Yeah. Who took Tyler Wells? Um. Speaking of good guys. That was a Rule Five pick. Um, I think that was, I, I thought I think that was Elias in his first year as a Rule Five, a Rule Five pick. 
Okay. Yeah. So, but it's, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, um, I, I, I get it wrong. He even two thousand. That was a 2019 draft. So it was, that was Michael Elias's right. um, pick. pick. Um, so that was, um, yeah, that was the Adley Rutschman and then Gunnar Henderson. How about that for a draft? That's yeah. It's outstanding. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how much character goes into it. Uh, Versus, I don't, we've had this discussion before where it's like, we'd say, all right, we don't know how much character goes into it. But then if I ask you, hey, the Orioles really need a pitcher. You think Michael Elias will go after Trevor Bauer? And what's your response? Zero chance. Because of character. Yeah, clubhouse, character, all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at who who they brought in, right? Even, even as clubhouse, um, even as um, I don't want, I don't want to say as as kind of these backup roles, like your Adam Frazier's, your veterans, veteran presence. Yeah, yeah, and, and guys who have good reputations. Even the the Jordan Lyles, right? Um, guys who had good reputations of yeah of being kind of good, good teammates. Yeah, yeah, good people. Right. Um, even before that, you think of Nelson Cruz, but I guess not Nelson Cruz. Isn't Sorry. On the list? No, no, Nelson. I don't mean Nelson Cruz. Um, uh, Rugnet Odor. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. As a good teammate. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I, Nelson Cruz. I, I went a little too far back. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know how much it comes into play, and I don't know how much it goes. How you balance if you're choosing like way and character. Because you're always going to weigh skill set more. But I don't. Yeah. I mean, another guy, just to finish our discussion, Odor, he, I'm just, Robinson Chiernos, yes. um, as backup catcher, everyone loved him. He was terrible at the plate, a subpar defensive catcher, but he was <laughs> such a great clubhouse guy that, that he, he survived the whole year. And now McCann's kind of filled out Sam yeah, Roll. Right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I like that. But, and, and, and by the way, if you look at... Um, uh, I saw just today. Did you see who signed with the Angels today? Or maybe it was yesterday. Who signed with the Angels? I didn't check Twitter at all yesterday, so I just checked today and, and saw that he signed with the Angels. So it could have been yesterday. Aaron Hicks. Oh, okay. Good for Aaron Hicks. Again, another guy that they brought in. Yeah, he's got the skill, but he's also got the character. Right. And um, Josh, were you a little hoping that maybe they kind of get him on a league minimum and bring back yes, Aaron Hicks? Of course. But I also see, yeah, I have trouble looking at our team because I have trouble not putting the prospects in all the positions. Like, I'm ready to see Colton Kowser every day. I'm ready to see Kerstead every day. I'm ready to see uh, some of our other outfielders up here every day. So, like, yeah, I like the idea of some of these veterans, but I'm ready to see the kids play. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like this is this is Josh Heston Kerstat season. And anything or anyone who gets in the way of Heston Kerstat, I want him out of here. Right. And if Aaron Hicks would have even taken as much as one at bat from Heston Kerstat, I want him out of here. Right. This is Heston Kerstat season. Aaron Hicks, get out of here. Anyone else get in the way of my Heston Kerstat at bats? Get out of here. Right. This is Heston Kerstat season. Correct. Except for your title. This is Jackson holiday season. Heston Kerstad's a sub note. 
Hey, listen, I think it's there's no shame in coming second in rookie of the year vo- voting if you're Jackson Holiday. At that age, you should be proud of that. Like, we have a legit shot. And this is what's scary to have two guys in the running for rookie of the year. And at the same time, two different guys in running for MVP. And possibly a guy in the running for Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, I think what what helps in the MVP, by the way, is the best player in baseball just left the American League. So yes, um, if you're looking for kind of best player in the yeah, American Otani's League. Yeah, out. Um, and yeah. name recognition helps. And Adley and Gunner now have national name recognition. Josh, I just pulled up the um, – this is from, I don't know, coverage.com. I don't know what that means. All right. Do they but, already have lines out? Rookie of the year. All right. I bet I spent all my money, but I might need to deposit more. Such very such difference. So, like, they have a couple listed here: DraftKings, Jackson Holiday's plus two fifty, but FanDuel you can get him at plus four fifty. Oh, that FanDuel—that's a pretty good deal. And then, but you go all the way down. Here's where the money is, Josh. DraftKings, Heston Kerstat, Rookie of the Year, plus three thousand. Take my money, DraftKings, uh. at plus three thousand. Josh, you got to put a couple bucks down there for Heston Kerstat. I mean. Yeah, you put, yeah, I put a two bucks. What's two bucks get you uh, 600 bucks back? Yeah, I don't know how that works. Sure. Josh, and there's one more Oreo on the list too. Uh, for M- for a rookie? Yeah. Who, who else is there? Who's else projected? They have the top, I guess I'm just kind of 18 guys. We have three Orioles. Jackson Holly, no, number one. Heston Kerstat is kind of near the bottom, but on the last on the list at plus five thousand, Colton Kowser. Hey, c- congrats for getting on the list. For uh, I'm looking at MVP in my Hard Rock app, okay? Because I don't see Rookie of the Year, but uh, MVP Adley is plus two thousand. Oh, is Aaron Judge the favorite? Who's the favorite now? Let's see. Favorite is Aaron Judge at plus five twenty-five. Okay. Then Soto, then uh, Alvarez, Seager, Rodriguez, the Yankees Tucker, at one and two. Ben Rutschman. Okay. Gunnar Henderson, and it goes Adley, Bobby Witt Jr., Gunnar Henderson, Mike Trout. Yeah. So putting Adley and Gunnar right up there at plus 2,000. Yeah. I'd make sure to put some money on that too. And let's see, how's that work? So 2,000 means if you put a dollar down, you only get a twenty-one dollar payout, but if you put twenty bucks down, you get four hundred and twenty dollars. All right. But thanks to the Ravens, I will have to deposit more money to do that. So we'll do that bet later. And I'm sure I don't know. Like I'm, I'm pulling up Cy Young odds now too. If we're just talking about odds, yeah. Um, I see Kyle Bradish at plus. You can get him plus three fifty. Um, and then I'm sorry, plus three thousand fifty, not three fifty, three thousand fifty. Three thousand five hundred. Thirty five thirty five hundred. The 3, word you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. he's he's three thousand for me on hard rock. Um, and uh, and I got Grayson at thirty one hundred. All right. And let's see. Yep, I got Grayson at three thousand as well. How about this? This one's only listed on one of the draft apps, but this is uh, 
you can get, get this guy at what is this number? Twenty thousand. Sorry, it's a lot of zeros and small. Twenty thousand for Dean Kramer. <laughs> is he on the? He's on the list at twenty thousand. Yeah. So is John Means at twenty thousand. They just have everybody on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would not bet money on either of those. I will save my five bucks. Yeah. Um, at twenty thousand, you can get Ryan Mountcastle for most home runs. For most home runs. Yeah. He's the yeah, first super- Oriole listed for most home runs. Yeah, that wall never happened. He's a righty. Uh, yep, good point. Uh, Santander is uh, one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, no, fifteen fifteen thousand. Well, he has a better shot because you know switch hitter, so exactly. he lefts a lot. But no, I mean, yeah. What's Hester Gerst on the most home runs? He is not I'm not on. That. He is not on my list. See, that's they're they're missing the guy that's going to have the most home runs. So that's kind of, it's kind of embarrassing on them. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, uh, here this is a fun one. Otani, over or under thirty nine and a half home runs. Otani. Otani. Thirty nine and a half. Thirty nine and a half. Um. I mean, he's going to play the whole year, right? Like, there's no. Yeah, he's bat. He's batting the whole year. He's only DHing. He's DHing, playing outfield or whatever. He's only. He's not going to pitch. I mean, he got more than thirty nine. He got in the forties this year, right? Right. I would. I would take. And that, that over. was playing in less games because he pitched a lot at the beginning. Right. That's yes, why I would. I would always take the over. Plus, he's not going to. He can't pitch, so he's going to be fully focused on hitting. Yeah, we 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 don't even know what that looks like. Uh, right. So. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably do the over for that too. Yeah, sounds like right. it over. All right. Well, we can. We still got two more weeks, three more weeks till pitchers and catchers report. So we got plenty of time to do our projections and and yeah, all that we, we should start a betting podcast on here. They so Josh, the free agents for the Orioles. <laughs> our bet. If we do a betting podcast, it's all going to be all about Baltimore bets. Yeah. Maybe maybe um, we maybe a segment. I know. I'm MVP Oriole. Stay Young yeah. Oriole. Rookie of the Year World Oriole. Series winner Orioles. Um, Orioles, yeah. Uh Orioles record over. Right. So in terms of our free agents this year, yeah. Jack Fla- Flaherty, Tigers. Uh Adam Frazier, the Royals, the Cardinals, the Angels. The only free agent that's left, Josh, who hasn't signed, is Shintaro Fujinami, yeah. who may or may not even play in America next year. Yeah. So offer all him, our off, little one-year deal free agents, I'd, they're off, gone. I'd offer him another one year. I'd offer him a one-year low cost. I'd give him another chance. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll get into this uh, in another episode. Yes. But I, 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 I made a decision. I've made a decision about the Orioles rotation and I'm sorry, I have to do this, but um, Tyler Wells is in the pen. DL hall. One of those pitchers from jump street has to go to the bullpen because we need a little bullpen help and there's not enough room for everyone to be a starter. So you could still in the future. And I think, so then you ask yourself, well, this year, who will be a better starter? This year, who will be a better bullpen piece? Right. And so it just seems to make sense that DL Hall, long term, you're a starter. This year, DL Hall, 
you're a bullpen piece. That's, no, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at as well. Tyler Wells, we're going to try you at starting again because the first half last year, you were the best in the game. You pitched yeah. more innings. You have more experience as a starter, all that stuff. Um, and D.L. Hall, you can be dominant in the back of the bullpen. We need a lefty dominant guy in the back of the bullpen. No, it just I'm, makes sense for this year to do that. I, I'm leaning that way. But I also see, depending on how the spring DL has or whatever, it could be a guy like Kramer losing his spot. Oh, I would be very surprised. So, I mean, because we know, we know Means, Grayson, and Bradish are not losing their spots. They're locked in. So then you put Wells there. Yeah. And you're saying Wells, Kramer. I'm saying what have I don't know. I don't I don't have enough faith in Dean Kramer. Okay. I see I, I think Dean Kramer's good. I think he's a really good fourth and fifth starter. I I'm a I'm a Dean Kramer guy. But what happens if we I, sign a veteran guy in the next two weeks? That, yeah, then then it's it's a depth piece. Then it's a top half. So then you don't have room for Wells or DL in this starting rotation. And the way Wells pitched in that first half, I want him in my rotation. Yeah, I know, I know. But Josh, my argument is spring training. Someone's going to get a blister. Someone's got these things work themselves yes, out. They do. I, I don't think we have a ton of depth in AAA with starting no, pitching. Too I much pitching you, has never been a problem. Yeah. Um, if you temporarily need need to move Tyler Wells or or Dean Kramer even to 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 the pen, I think you can. Um, but I think it's or the veteran guy, and that's and that's again why I don't think we need to bring in you know James Paxton. I, I don't no. think we need a fifth starter. I think we're no, we we're, need we're, a, we're good there. He's got to be a top half. Yeah, yeah, we need a one, two, three guy, or we Correct. don't need you. That, that's kind of yep. where I'm at. That's where I'm at too, and I will also. Never turn down the idea of a piggyback. Okay, you can you can be all on board about the piggyback. I'm not that, I'm not loving yeah. the piggyback idea, but okay, you can do the piggyback. All right, good. All right, all right. Well, I think next week we get to put football behind us and we get to focus fully on the Orioles' upcoming season. It's February next week. Yeah, it's 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 the month where we can start thinking about baseball again. Though, I mean, shoot, we start we talked about baseball every week here in yeah, December, we'll never January. Stop. Yeah. So, but but yeah, I think all. I mean, the Super Bowl, stupid Super Bowl, now is going to last forever because they drag this thing out as long as possible. So that's great. Um, and and then yeah, uh, pitchers and catchers report in February. So. Well, we 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 will see. Uh, it looks like at this point the Orioles are who they are. Um, so yep. I, I don't I, I don't foresee anything happening with the roster. To be honest, at this point, if something does happen, it'd be a nice surprise. But at this point, I have no expectations that anything will happen with the Orioles roster. I think we sign a veteran's pitcher. Okay, I I don't just based on the conversation we just had. I don't see the need of it. Right. Um, I don't see the need surprised. of it. But I think Elias. National media keeps talking about how we need one. I think Elias, if he can get a top half of the guy, will get it. If he can't, we don't need it. Um, real quick, Matt, as you're closing this out, yeah, what uh, what do you choose as your team for Little League? You didn't what get I a choice last year. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, what team are you? 
I don't know. On the first of all, on the calculator, Little League calculator, LittleLeague.com, it says my son should be on the seven under, but he's listed in my league at six under. Do you know why that would happen, how, Josh? How old is he? He's six, but he turned seven in May. Then that's why he's seven under. No, he, he should be seven under, but yes. in the league I'm in, I put in his date and it puts out six under. I don't know. When's the season end? I don't know, but on the Little League calculator, littleleague.com, you put the age in and it says he should be in seven under. Yeah, I would think seven under because Owen played 10U in the spring, 10U in the winter, turned turn 10 in December, which I believe means we play 11U this spring and 11U in the fall. Yeah, it doesn't matter because the six and sevens are together for coach pitch. So it really doesn't matter this year. But I'm gonna, oh, I, okay. I got to talk to the commissioner about it. But I, I don't know. Like, I just signed him up literally yesterday. And I put that I put that I, I would volunteer to coach. But I haven't heard anything from, from anybody. Oh, I just so, noticed my, my team chat is, is called 10U Spring Ball. So I don't know if I'm 10U or 11U. I think I'm 11U. Oh, so maybe you're having the same issue I am. Yeah, I don't know the ages. Um, but I because co- yeah, you would think if I coach two seasons of 10U, suddenly I'm in 11U now. I think that's how math works. Yeah, the numbers usually go up. Maybe I did Maybe I did 9U, 9U, and then this is my second 10U. Maybe it changes in the fall. It might be that. It might be the Again, fall. Again, I don't know. I was, I was trying to figure this out. I was like on the Little League website doing their – they had this age calculator, and I assume all these Little, 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 little Leagues – are based off that calendar, but but maybe they're not even based off that calendar. Maybe they do a different one. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. I haven't. So I haven't got to pick my team. Sada said if he gets the A's again, the athletics, he's not going to play because <laughs> he's been the athletics every year for fall ball uh, and spring in two different um, organizations. But um, okay. yeah, we had to make a big decisions because there's, Vineville Little League or Vine Ingle Little League, and there's North Macon Little League. And we played one in spring, one in the fall, and we decide which one to play for here in the spring again. So are you, um, you sticking decision. with the are you sticking with the one that you coached in, in the fall? Yeah. We we went through that decision too about hey, should we change leagues? And we decided to that we keep sticking with this league because I'm already in the coaching tree. Yeah, that's what I knew. I just know more people and parents in this one. Since I exactly. Coached. And the other one, I didn't really know know anybody. So um, right. I was trying to figure out like what competition was better, but it's just hard to tell. Yeah, we tried to figure out like who goes to the same the school here now where we live and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah and Seth did play with a classmate of his last in the fall at the other league too. It's close to it's close to a school, but a little farther from our house. Right. So, so I've got my draft of the kids on Thursday. So I've got a list here of the okay. kids I want to bring back, some kids I want to steal from other teams, and kids I want nothing to do with. Where are there are some of the kids you want not, not, not nothing to do with were on your team last year? Um, perhaps you, they were. You want to say they their names here on the air in case their parents are listening? I doubt their parents are listening. <laughs> I think at least one of those kids. I think he would uh, not want to be on my team because he and I disagree at what position he should be playing. Uh, so the so he will not be happy on my team because I believe 10U, 11U, whatever I am in this spring, it is the right age where I'm going to keep kids at positions as much as I can. 
Oh my! I'm gonna, you reached that age, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah, we've reached that age where you're a second baseman, you're a catcher. Make you're sure you a draft a catcher. Do you, do you got a catcher? Make sure you draft a catcher. They can be I've tricky. had the same. All right, so I had this kid three years ago as catcher, or three seasons ago. This is going to be my fourth. Have I coached three seasons, or have I coached four? I think this is. This, I think this is my third season, fourth season coaching, third season, whatever. I've had the same kid as my catcher. I draft him every year. I like okay. him. He's top on my list to draft again this year. Okay. So yeah, catcher's my, my catcher and make Do you sure have to I draft have Owen or is Owen automatically on your team? Owen and my assistant coach, I automatically get those kids. Okay. I just think it'd be funny to see, you know, someone snoop up Owen. I think um sometimes I think it would be better if you didn't coach your own kid. I know. That's what so. it involved. Sas and I had a long conversation about if he's okay with coaching him because he he's all on board, but then we'll be out back and I'll try to give him one piece of advice. <laughs> he's yep. not having it. So I think I'm sure you want me to coach you because you know how sometimes we get into it. But that's one of that's why I'm not coaching basketball. <laughs> I will yeah. coach baseball. But yes. Exactly. So all right. So that means starting next week, hundred percent baseball with some little league as well. Some little league talk, yeah, from both of us, hopefully. Yeah, can't wait. All right. In the meantime, um, if you're itching, itching to to hear another episode, in the meantime, to kill time, go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and write us a review. And follow us on all your social medias. Um, Josh is putting videos out there on the Tiki Talk. Yeah, have you checked them out? It's I've got I've been putting. Clips yeah, they, they, off I follow you, so they they come up in my in my scroll. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I love it. I get checking that out and share these videos on TikTok, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever they're on. Just share them. It helps spread the word. Uh, I'll share them if they're good. Hey, if I post, I'm not going to share for the sake of sharing. They got to be quality content for me to share to put on my on my on my. Can you? I got a question for you. Can you see like how many views they have or whatever when you view them? No, I don't think so. All right. Hold on, let me open up our open up the YouTube app and take I can a look. see I can see the amount of people who like have liked it. Right. I can't see how many people viewed it. I find the number of views really interesting. Because for instance, I put up a clip about how we were talking about how Baltimore sports teams dominate with young talent. That got 139 views. Right. I put up the unstoppable Lamar Jackson will shine as the Ravens take on the Chiefs. That got a thousand views. That makes sense. I put the Dominican kids and about us talking about the baseball factory down there. 2,100 views. I put the stress of gambling and how you hate doing blackjack and it's 2,500 views. Wow. So I don't, and then I'll, I'll post if you'd rather win little league or adult softball and it gets 25 views. I don't get how this all works and the algorithm. So I'm trying to learn that. Yeah. Because it's like, it just shows up in people's feed and they watch it. Right. Right. I guess so. So I don't know if I have to use hashtags or something. That's on YouTube on TikTok. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. 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 I was thinking on TikTok. I don't know how YouTube works. Yeah. That's on YouTube. I didn't know you could watch short videos like that on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. It's called, it's called YouTube shorts. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Meanwhile, over on TikTok, they've all got like, they're all around 700 views. Okay. So I, I get that because it's all right. That's our number, our followers, and they're just swiping and they run across it. So it, it makes sense to me that they're even right. numbers. 
YouTube's just all over the place, and I don't know why. So, anyway, if someone wants to help with our algorithms of YouTube and TikTok and video and all that, help us grow, uh, reach out. Otherwise, just spread the word, share it. Everyone's frustrated with the Ravens now, which is the perfect time to get excited for the Orange and Black. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I got my Orioles hat on. I put the Ravens jersey back up in the closet till, till next year. And now it's Orioles gear from here on out. So, yeah, let's go O's. All right, boys and girls. You can follow us on Twitter. On X, you can follow me at Section336. You can also follow Josh on X. At Josh Soroka and at Birdland Sports. Check out. I have some new shirts. I'm really, uh, I really like the new uh, shirt I made, ripping off Taylor Swift's era merch that's out there now because it's Baltimore and it's now time for our liftoff era. Careful. You don't want to upset any Swifties, Josh. That's a, that's a, I I don't think you, yeah, I know, but that hardcore bunch, if anything, I've noticed that if you lean into that hardcore bunch, they praise you. That's right. You got to love the Swifties. You got to love the Swifties. No, no Swiftie oh. hate here. Oh, this is not a make fun of the Swifties. This is a join the bandwagon. Get this shirt for your wife, girlfriend, daughter. That shows their support of both the Orioles and Taylor Swift. And it's just a cool looking shirt. There you go. As long as there's no support of Travis Kelsey, I'm okay with it. All right, yeah. boys and girls. No 87. Thanks for listening. And as always, go O's. Still spinning on ending the stream. Oh, my it says we're going live and streaming. I know. I hit end. Hopefully we're ending. I don't know. People might be watching us now. For a little post game, a little. A little uh, I hit end. Say, and it, the cameras stop rolling. Yeah, it says have trouble having trouble with my your internet connection, which I get because my internet's been crap the whole time. But how can I talk to you and we do this podcast if I don't have an internet connection? I don't know. Are we still live? I don't even know. Let's see if I go on over to Instagram. It says we're still live on Instagram. Nice. This. Uh, yep, they... we're still live on Instagram because it will not cancel because of my internet connection. Can you? Does it like you? Hit we, the we're gonna have button? to go all night. We're gonna have to go with this podcast all, all night, right. Josh, until it shuts down. It's uh, exactly all night. Yeah. What do you want to talk about next? What, what, I never got to talk about have... my phone. My I got my new cell phone with a case, a cover, everything. I got the screen protector. I got the cover. I never have. E- I never had either before. I'm going all out here. That, that's good. Why is my internet now? I it won't let me do anything. But we're still streaming. It makes no sense. And I was told you can't even get the iPhone with the button anymore. I got it. I got the no, iPhone you with can. the button. It's like the iPhone SE. Yeah, that's where I got the SE. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went up and did. Uh, I went up to DC to do all the production for the uh, for the Chad Duke show this weekend. Oh yeah. And ran all ran all the cameras and stuff, so it was cool to go help with another podcast. How's uh, is that Chad Duke show? Is that so still, still doing really well? Yeah, it's doing great. Yep, going Good. strong. I think it's four years in. Good for them. 
I'm trying to uh, trying to see if I can log in on my phone in order to cancel the stream. Stop. Sometimes I, don't I just hold the power button down until everything shuts off. I'm about to do that. I don't understand. How, that's with the, the recording. How is it giving me an error that I don't have an internet connection, but we're streaming at the same time? This makes uh, no sense. You, uh, may, maybe you've been hacked or something. You've been talking crap know. about Swifty and they hacked you. I don't know. Look, we're even getting comments in there. Stewie's over here saying Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> like, that's the internet works, but Chrome keeps telling me it can't end the stream because of internet connections. It. All right, I'm gonna refresh my browser. Oh my! The refresh. Hopefully, it's still the recording's all good. If you're, stuck I'm not doing yourself, this again. Right, right. All right, I'll be right back. Maybe. Maybe. This could be a real disaster. And I appreciate how Josh, technology guru, is now helping all the techno te technological problems. See, this is this makes me happy at least. It's not me with the issues. I don't think we'll see Josh ever again. I think. I think we lost Josh, and now I can't. I feel like I can't leave because if I leave, I feel like <laughs> we might lose everything because I'm I'm the last person holding on to this recording. And if I leave, I think the recording goes with me, and so I am on Streamyard, holding down. I'm holding up Streamyard single-handedly, the weight of Streamyard. The weight of this recording is weighing down on me, and I can't, I can't leave. I'm stuck here until Josh gets back. Josh is probably restarting the power in his entire house. Probably restarting everything. What's the appropriate wait time here? I would say the appropriate wait time for Josh is five minutes. Is this a, like professor rules here? 10? Mm, I'm not waiting 10 minutes here. I'll give him five. Five minutes and I'll leave, I'll leave it open, but I'm walking away in five minutes. But I'll leave it open. I'll leave my, the, the screen open. I'll stay it on StreamYard. I'm walking away in five minutes. I can't spend my night here. I got things to do. I don't really have anything to do, to be honest. But surely I can come with something better to do than talk to myself. It's been five minutes. It feels like it's been, I think it's been about a minute, but it feels like it's been five minutes. Hey, hey, you're back. You fixed everything? I uh, well, let's find out. I unplugged everything. 
Let me hit. I remained calm and cool and collected the whole time you were gone. I I turned you. I I switched to Instagram on my phone to check it out and see. And I saw you sitting there. All right. I'm going to hit end stream and say bye to Stewie. Hopefully this leaves you. Let's see.